Baklava, baklava, triangle thing, stuff on top. Don't touch it. Oh, look at her. Uh, what are you? Yeah, pretty good. What is the better investment right now, stock market or real estate? It's very necessary if you want to have that type of investment vehicle but in Vancouver. There you have it, two realtors saying that you should be looking possibly at the stock market. Don't buy real estate, just More don't. so than this. Don't lie, that hurt. What hurt? You hitting your knee on there. Fucking man's knee right there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sharp Stories, AKA Jay's lunch period by the sounds of it. A warmed up banana bread, like the grown adult he is, on a somewhat snowy Wednesday afternoon. Did snow today. Did snow, it's supposed to snow later on as well. Next I'm having my baklava. What is that? Baklava? Baklava. Baklava? Baklava, baklava, yeah, a triangle thing, stuff on top. The thing in the, 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 the wrap. Don't touch it. Oh, look at her. Ooh. Oh man, it's gonna be great. Uh, what are you? You're such a fucking asshole. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I want you to go back up Davy to get that, another one. You're a prick. I'm going nowhere at all. I've never had one of those before. Oh, well, I'm only here to entertain you and hear the... So, Jake, I want to chew with my, talk with my mouth full. I don't even know what I'm talking about today. <laughs> what is it? It's not the market. The market's crazy. No one cares anymore. It's too much. Mm. It's too much. It's topped. So, given the latest chain of events with, well, everything, what is the better investment? I can't believe you ate that. Oh, only at half of it. I'm not touching it now, you finish it. My plan worked. What is the better investment right now? Putting money into the market, i.e. stock market, or real estate? Oh, that conversation. Because mm -hmm. we did this a while ago, before the height, well, before the market was as heightened as it was now. And of course, things change. And so now I'm interested to hear on what your thoughts are on the market versus real estate right now, because I actually have, I think, an unpopular, well, an unpopular opinion amongst realtors. So we know what your answer is. Mm -hmm. The, well, you know where I'm putting my money, but the, the, I think what the people need to look at is Principal residence, principal residence, the longer you can amortize out the ownership of this, the better, the safer you'll be, I think. I'm talking more so for investment. Okay, so if you're buying an investment property, well, first of all, you need, well, we did this before and I did it again the other day. Essentially on a one bedroom in downtown, you, let's say at a, at a, in a good B grade building, one bed you need, for 2,200 a month rental, you need, it's about 600 and we'll say, you won't even get it for 650 grand anymore, but in and around there, mm -hmm. six to seven, you need 50% down to- To be cash profitable. To break even. To break even. Okay. So yes. that's 300 and something thousand dollars after tax dollars, mm -hmm. which is more like 600 or like decades of saving, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Or 
Now, so that's an option, which 99% of people will not take because they are not gonna put that much cash in. Mm -hmm. Everyone's always trying to get the smallest down payment and either the most common, what am I comfortable losing every month just to own this and assume the capital appreciation will carry me through and I will win at the end of the day. And that, just quickly on that, that is what amazes me most, that people are okay and comfortable with buying somewhere and losing money on the rent every month on just on the safe bets that they feel themselves that you're gaining that capital appreciation. When it's, I just feel it amazes me because I just feel it's so unnecessary. Such well, it's, a necessary it's, step. It's very necessary if you want to have that type of investment vehicle but, in Vancouver. Okay, and I get that, but I, in terms of... Now, there's options other than well, that. Well, that's it, right? When you compare that to, you can be cash positive and other options that are still growing and will still grow. So it just amazes me that some people go down that route. And I've had clients say that to me before, oh, as long as I'm only losing like up to 500 bucks a month. And I'm like, yeah. okay, no, 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 we need to rearrange this train of thought. Carry on though. So there's that, um, which is, as you say, extremely common. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't do it, personally, um, but it's very common. And then there's putting your money into something that's gonna pay you today. So you can either, if you have the cash and you're comfortable, obviously get to an equation that you're either breaking even or ideally cash flow positive mm -hmm. for the long term, um, or buy something else like stocks or something that can return today. It's the same argument almost as buying a, a pre-sale. When we're looking at pre-sales with clients, the biggest question is do I buy a pre-sale, put a deposit down today, and then wait to close? Mm -hmm. Or, and the, the reason most people do that is to only put the small deposit down, 10 or 20%, let's say, and then they assume, again, the capital appreciation, mm -hmm. or they don't have enough to afford the mortgage at this time, but in two years, they anticipate that they will. Mm -hmm. Or buy something that's built, done today, that's gonna start paying you rent tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So to me, that today to pay rent tomorrow equation makes more sense than the gamble because you're, you're simply removing the, the gamble out of it and there's other layers there of assignments and all that. So for me, there's definitely better options. You, you are at a peak of peaks right now in the real estate market. Um, does it go another year? Does it go another five? Unfortunately, as we stated we did last week or two weeks ago, we don't have a crystal ball. And who the hell knows how long this keeps going. But you have to think, what has to happen for your million dollar place today to be worth a million too. <clears throat> this exact same thing has to keep going and not stop, not be influenced by government rates and all that sort of stuff. It, it, like a, a, rates have to stay where they are or drop, or you have to make a lot more, like the, the economy has to pick up, obviously substantially to combat where costs are. So there's like, when you look at the equation now, it's like how much more runway is there to add 10 or 20% to the real estate prices. Even though we've seen a 10 to 15% arguably growth in the last 30 to 60 days, does that mean that that's going to continue and blah, blah, blah. So there's plenty of options, stock market being one of them, which of course we can talk about, but I think right now you're buying at the peak of peaks or you can put your money elsewhere and that may be a little or a lot below peak levels and, and invest that way. Yeah, I think the main point that you touched on here is like, uh, the real estate market is like here, it's peaked. And then we look at, 
more optimistically, we look at the stock market as if it's down here because it's obviously going through a correction. So uh, we look at that, you and I in particular anyway, the stock market is essentially on sale. Right. The, whereas the I think growth section of the stock market, whereas if you're comparing it to an investment property that you're going to, in theory, buy today for 700 and sell for eight, you're looking at the growth aspect of real estate. Mm -hmm. So definitely the growth aspect of real estate is peak and growth stocks in, in general are, are down for sure. Well, also as well, even looking at it from a dividend standpoint, if you're buying at the peak of the market, um, because I think most people, when it comes to investments, the vast majority that I see are tending to buy that entry level home. So that kind of 650, 700,000 you were talking about. Which is always in, in exactly like now, the busiest segment of the market. Because of interest rates and stuff, it, it is extremely busy. It's tough. You're going in, you're going to have to go in with typically an inflated price, more riskier in terms of purchasing subject free and whatnot. And whether that home sells for 700, or 500,000, if the market rent is still 2,500, the market rent is still 2,500. There's no, there's no equation of, oh, well, I had to pay 700,000 for it over, over the asking price, so therefore I can now up the rent to 3,000 a month, right? So I think with that market being pushed so high up right now, and with the stock market, I definitely look at the stock market with previous history of, okay, it's going through a correction, and it's then going to go back up, like it typically does. I think what it takes usually four months to rally, a 10 to 20% correction on average in the stock market. And so typically those dividends, let's say you're buying dividend stock, they're not going to be cut for the sake of typically of like a four month correction. So a correction happens and then it, it recuperates. It's not like, oh, the correction happened, everyone's cutting their dividends and, and you're out kind of thing. Yeah. So I just think that at the moment, I think the stock market is a better option for you. Yeah. Um, I will say that that's from an investment standpoint though. Whereas if you're looking at like getting into like your first home and you've got some investments aside and then maybe you've got the opportunity to buy your first home in terms of a principal residence with the mortgage rates being low where they are right now, there is an opportunity for you to get in and definitely to do that. But if you're just looking at from a cash flow perspective, I, like you, look at it as less of a gamble in terms of I'm buying this stock and hoping that the growth factor is there. I'm definitely more on the dividend side of things. Even, even when we look at like crypto though, if you look at what crypto has done when it's corrected and everyone's talking now, oh, it's so risky and oh, we knew it was gonna collapse and oh, we knew it was gonna come down and blah, 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 jar, jar, spoon, spoon, that typical conversation. It's a good English saying for you there. Blah, 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 jar, jar, spoon, spoon. I didn't hear anything you said. It makes no sense as you um, But if you look at, going back to like, I guess 2008, um, if you look at the trajectory of what's actually happened every time that it's corrected and then it's gone back up to new highs, corrected and gone back up to new highs. Because there's the argument now that, God, I can't remember who said it recently now, but they were saying, like Bitcoin and Ethereum are now too big to fail. Always a risky statement. I haven't, and I haven't read the article, so I can't, um, I can't quote to that, but it certainly is, it's become a lot more established and it's sure. not looked at in the same light as some of these like altcoins and things like that. Um, and I also think as well, when you look at the real estate market, with how high prices are pushed right now, depending on what price category you're looking at buying, it's 
like if you because it's so high right now how much more growth is there and there will be growth but you know you've got to be looking at the next 10 years because if you bought on Vancouver's west side on average five years ago even though the market is extremely high you're still a percent two percent down versus what the prices were five years ago even though the market's high just because of the buyer pool that you have when you have such expensive homes becomes smaller and smaller yeah, yeah, and I think it comes. I believe if you if you're going to buy a principal residence, it doesn't matter. Don't look. You're looking at the price because based on your affordability today, but don't try and pick the market. Yeah, and just assume that you're going to be there for. You can be there for five to ten years, mm -hmm. and then there's going to be a correction, and there isn't, and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's just whatever you can afford today. Get in, so it's done. Um, Investment-wise, it's, again, a different story and talking about that aspect of it. Is it smart to buy an investment at the absolute top, especially when cash flow uh, didn't make sense before and now it's gone up that much more? Another thing I read uh, this morning is that the, um, as you know, rental rates jump annually mm -hmm. with inflation and I believe the annual increase this year is 1.2%. 1.5, because I got hit with a 1.5% rent increase. So that means that they're stating that that is in line with inflation, inflation no. which is 1.5%. Take out the like point in between one and five, That's and then more. still add some more, and then you're closer to where inflation is. And the um, rent, what is it? Adjusted rent. I was looking more into that yesterday. Mm -hmm. The um, CPI under shelter, and then it's the um, adjusted rents. What would it? Anyway, what would it cost to rent and what would the rent increase be year over year and what they, how they work out that number with shelter in the CPI. Mm -hmm. Which they changed in the 80s obviously to bring it down based on the inflation that they were paying out in social services and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the corruption on that began back in the 80s and of course still rolls because it makes their numbers look smaller. But anyway, that's a complete sham as we all know. And I just found it funny that they actually stuck to that one point something with uh, the rent increase. Which brings us back again, the people who are over to the market are getting screwed because the investor can only increase rent by one and a half and that piece of real estate arguably in the last year has gone up 15%, 20. It's so there's just no rhyme or reason between, it didn't work before mm -hmm. um, and it's just that much further now. So there are definitely better options to put the money in today that aren't so dramatic. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I would say for good and bad as well, Vancouver is a different market when it comes to rentals. Like so, you see so much on social media of rentals are great because you don't need all of the money. You can just like you can just put your minimum deposit down and then get a mortgage from the bank and you're making all of this money and the bank's essentially paying for it. But Vancouver's different. When you've got, when you need to put down close to like 50% of, I mean, you're talking like 300 grand you need to put down. There's homes all across Canada that you, you can buy for 300 grand and you're completely paid off and you put down a minimal amount and then you can start being cash positive. So I think it needs to be looked at in a bit of a different light because I don't feel, and I may be wrong on this actually, so I'd be interested to find this out, but I, even though our purchasing prices are like crazy high compared to the rest of the market, I don't feel that that 
change in rent is reflected in the same height? Not a 1%, 1.5% increase. Of course not. So it's... It's a bad strategy because you're bound, the government is <laughs> keeping rates low to push the pricing high and then they're shackling your rental increase flexibility to protect the tenant. So the government is just there pulling strings and you, the owner, with all your money invested are just getting fucked with. It's just a joke. <laughs> so no, I 100% agree with you, especially at these pricing prices, it's, there are better options. And I, I mean, I'm a big fan of real estate investment. I'm not. And it's I know, the worst. I know you're I'm joking. not. I'm joking, I'm joking. But uh, I'm not as much of a fan as I am. But I'm also, it's, it's also opportunity, right? And I think the opportunity cost right now is as well as monetary wise, it, it's such a challenge because of the low amounts of inventory, the way the market is, multiple bidding, etc. as well as the financial uh, challenge that it puts on you, that the stock market is, you don't have to worry about all of those things. I look at it as essentially it's on sale right now and it, it's gonna recover. I don't think it's all gonna drop to zero like the pessimists of the world. And I think if you, ha I think most people now, if they were sitting on lumps of cash, they did the move with, with real estate, we've already had this conversation, whether it's an investment home or uh, they upgraded their principal residence. So you can get into it for a lot less. And if you are looking for an investment in real estate, especially right now, putting like 50% down on inflated prices is just shooting yourself in the foot. You've got to be looking at it. But it's not even that, because no one's ever going to put 50% down. Well, you've got, to, you've got to look at it as a long-term game. Like, and yes. we always say you've got to look at real estate as a long-term game, but like I'm, at the moment, I'm pretty confident if you were to purchase something you were there for 10 years, you'd still make money on it in terms, of like, in terms of the equity on your home. But I just think the growth opportunity of what you'll see from the stock market versus real estate at the moment is more there than the stock market. So there you have it, two realtors saying that you should be looking possibly at the stock market. Don't buy real estate. Just more don't. so than do buy real estate <laughs> and with us. <laughs> just smartly buy real estate. That's it. And sometimes you have to be honest and you have to say these things. How long is that? 18 minutes. 18, 18 minutes. minutes of shitting on the real estate market. What a great video. The pessimists are going to love us. What's that? Metro <laughs> Vancouver housing collapse? Oh, fuck. Uh, we'll be posted on that. Loved and adored, as usual. Anyway, I'm going to finish my... Um, oh, you're very goddamn it again? God, I think it's baklava. Baklava, baklava. Whatever, so I'm gonna finish it, so cheers. Cheers. You're an asshole. See you later. Well, that was in no way for you. No, I don't want your slobber all over the goddamn food. Do you actually like it? Yeah, pretty good. Yes. I'm not gonna eat it. Of course you're gonna eat it, because it's mine. Prick. <laughs>